Resonant Truth presents Natural Time, Mayan Astrology for a Modern Age. I'm Lisa Starr. I was raised in the faith of the Mayan sacred calendars. These ancient cycles have been resurrected for a modern audience and called Natural Time, in part because our year of uneven month lengths is, by comparison, really unnatural. I am not here to lead any kind of revolt against the Gregorian calendar, but I do want to bring the Mayan alternative to light and want you to know about Mayan astrology, where the passage of time and your birthday within it has deep mystical and magical significance according to indigenous spirituality. I am passionate, I am transparent, and I am emotionally available, if not volatile. And that's because I'm a blue overtone storm. You can find out what you are at Resonant Truth. Today on the Zulkin Count is called Red Electric Moon, and it is the third day of the Blue Hand Wave Spell. And it is the Crystal Moon, day 18. Yes! It's the 18th day of the crystal moon. It is the middle of the third week in the west of the crystal moon. I am high on a leave because I had a minor sort of surgical procedure today. And I was in so much pain, I could hardly see afterwards. And I just started popping pills. I mention this in part because it's my antipode day. So this particular red electric moon moment, which is opposite, blue storm, is affecting me like um, being pulled out of my element, far from home. Um, So... That's probably going to influence the tone of the podcast and maybe you're listening to it is that I'm the opposite of today. Uh, It's also 40 days until the new year. We're going into a red moon year next year. After this yellow electric seed year, we'll have... Oh, is it yawning at all? Until this recording started. Uh, We'll have a red self-existing moon year. So it takes us 40 days to get from red electric moon to red self-existing moon. That will take us exactly to July 26th. So 40 days and nights is kind of a biblical analogy. And it was when Jesus went to the desert. Predominantly, that's the reference. So you can kind of take the 40 day citations that will come up occasionally from from my view of the calendar as okay so I have 40 days and nights until the new year seriously uh, until the new year so I would maybe want to do the kind of remove it doesn't have to be a physical remove from people or anything but just kind of like one step inward however big that step wants to be, there's probably an innate sense of how introspective you want to be as we close out this yellow seed year. I don't think of yellow seed years as super tumultuous years. They're really the fourth in a cycle, uh, red, white, blue, yellow, red moon, white, wizard, blue storm, and yellow seed. And there is a lot of 
kind of slowing down and ripening is one of the words. And so in the uh, yellow electric seed year that we have, we've been finishing a four-year cycle, if you can manage all these layers of cycles that do coexist. Because we're also in the third year of a 13-year wave spell, so we're nowhere near the culmination point in the 13-year wave spell, but in a cycle of four that goes from east to north to west to south, this year, always the yellow seed years have quality of things becoming slower, more dense, and earth earthen. So there's manifestation happening, but there's also just a lot less like fire and, uh, you know, tumultuous blue storm energy for sure. So when we get to Red Moon, we'll begin a new four-year cycle and we will feel that uh, initiation of things that comes in the east, the, the fire that's associated with the rising sun um, can mean that we are getting new ideas about where we want to put our energy and where we're, be, we're being guided. So that said, this red electric moon day is a precursor of sorts to the red self-existing moon year to come. And there will be initiations in the east associated with the red moon year. And there will also be a lot of tidal fluctuation. And um, there's emotional sensitivity when we're dealing with our water nature. And it is considered... Uh... <laughs> so sorry, I'm just letting the yawns happen because they I didn't yawn at all until I suddenly had to be real here um, and honest. So the purification process of a red moon year red moon is about purification so we can expect that for sure that things will be tidal and there'll be a flow we can find but that our lives are going to be um, kind of put through the ringer uh, in some way sometimes it's just purifying your body through health through you know creating strong bloodstream flow in your body and getting whatever the channels that run through our body, physical and energetic, are clear. Sometimes it's like purification of your job life, purification of your relationship life, and maybe the literal environment that you live in. Maybe we can purify the planet. Yeah, all right. Um, so again, once we get like 20 days out from the new year I start talking only about the transition but this is just sort of like hey it's not far away it's 40 days away and um, we can just start to feel it and that this consideration of 40 days is just a strong reminder that we're looking right into the, the flow channel leading us to the new year then uh, this blue hand wave spell well First thought, best thought. Uh, I lost a whole day of physical work on my house due to how out of it I am. So I feel like that's an interesting inversion of the expectation that blue hand, the wave spell comes along and you can get 
so much done, accomplished tasks, but that is true. Maybe it's just different tasks than one would expect. You can see how that plays out in your life. Are you suddenly just, you know, churning through the to-do list you have, the one that was already at hand, or something arising in your life that's going to become the to-do list of this wave spell and all the blue hand motivation and empowerment that comes from being so skilled in this like uh, connectivity between our minds and our hands because that's what blue hand celebrates it's the connection between what we see what we invent in our bright minds and how we make our hands serve that so you might have a new project that's going to be the fulfillment of all this destiny of skilled accomplishment, craftsmanship of all kinds, and a healing process in this wave spell. Uh, we're kind of early in, so I am pretty tuned out to national media after years since Trump came down the um, karmic, I don't know, he transited right into our um, collective karma all those years back. And I've been looking at headlines every day since, and I have had to stop. Not totally stop, but really slow down because there's just nothing I trust. Uh, as like, I trust the news, the news sources, but I don't trust that... <laughs> I just can't get amped up. Like I feel like all news feeds people's anxiety and I'm already at capacity for anxiety. Like I'm burned out, I'm numb, uh, you know, shell-shocked. I'm overloaded, systems are overloaded. So like I am not seeking out any adrenaline rush from reacting to world news. And I, that's the backstory of why I know this wave spell is going to have some grand gesture in the Trump mania um, universe because we're all manic about Trump even if we're against what he has brought so it's his way spell and right now early on that's the only thing that's kind of central for me about it just like well, what is it going to be you know they're having this set of hearings and the hearings are dynamic and they are I think I think in this wave spell going to show that he really is culpable, directly culpable for sedition um, in terms of his own hallucinatory conspiracy uh, that he should, should not have been deposed as president, that that was fueled by his own vicious, selfish, you know, arrogance that he's entitled to have whatever he wants so that that was thought out and that he's criminal. I think that's going to be shown um, and validated in his wave spell. And I think that it will have absolutely no bearing and he will continue to be this dark force. But I think that's kind of an interesting way to talk about the wave spell at hand because, you know, I trust that the blue hand wave spell is going to show the truth you know, be an example and elucidate, like, what is the Trump situation for us karmically right now? I think it's going to encapsulate that beautifully. And I need that information. You know, he's sort of like fuzzy on the horizon line for a lot of us who aren't in the MAGA movement. And if you're in the movement, he's still focal. 
So I need an update that comes from the Mayan Oracle or the stars, uh, again, rather than from the newspapers. Even though, thanks for still reporting, I'm just exhausted. Uh, I guess I want to offer this example of how things work in your own life, that you're going to have family members, you're going to have beloveds, you're going to have friends, uh, and it'll be their wave spell. So for me, it's my daughter's wave spell. And I really like watching people that I care about and interacting with them when it's their wave spell because, you know, her blue hand nature feeds her as an artist, feeds her as like an overthinker. And right now she's just super dialed in. I'm like, your luck has changed. It's your wave spell. I try not to really ever seduce my kids into following this because they won't. But... I do like thinking it while saying, wow, you're having everything kind of drop into place for you. And I'm glad that she's having that kind of wave spell because we can each have the ones where we feel like, you know, the world is matched up to our own personal orientation. And so we're, you know, it's it's moving the way we naturally move. So we're moving in unison with all our surroundings are suddenly in our tribe's um, orientation. But sometimes it's a coming home to self and reckoning, and that can be uh, demanding on us and you know, exhausting and plaintive. Just like, what? Wait, you're saying that this that I'm facing head on is my most obvious karma? That's intense. Like if Trump had any empathy, which he doesn't, he doesn't have any he would be like, what? They're coming after me. This is so hard. I, they see me. This is who I am. This reflection culturally. This is me. And then, you know, he could use his wave spell as he's humbled and on his knees from having, you know, being kneecapped by f fate. Then he would you know, deepen his detachment from the things that have gone astray for him. And in so doing, he would be evolving. He would evolve. And I say that pointedly because he would be moving towards his antipode. The antipode of blue hand is red earth. And when we grapple within our own tribe, within the paradigm of our own tribe, a birthright or birth astrology when we're uncomfortable in passages that are reflective of our you know our nature it's designed to make us open and fluid with our antipodes so that we live in balance trump doesn't evolve like it's the most obvious example like the evolution of not being present anymore no he's like refusing to evolve past that He's always refusing to evolve. He doesn't want the country to evolve, uh, etc. I don't want to make some of you sick of hearing this, but like it's just such a beautiful poetic moment to just be like, yeah, he is just throwing himself against things not changing, uh, except towards his will. Not very evolved, but Red Earth is described as the act of evolving. Okay, when we move deeper into the wave spell, then 
you know, each of us will have a way to look at what's, what's unfolding for us. And we can talk more about the healing part of Blue Hand or the accomplishment. And then this other word that Jose Arguelles chose, which is knowing, to know. It's a verb in the situation. To know is part of Blue Hand's spectacular ability. I say that the shadow of Blue Hand's knowing, meaning really on the ball, able again to use your hands to validate what your mind is. Your mind sort of like is 90% sure and then your hands give it to 10% more for certainty. And that creates an issue with Blue Hand people that they think they know everything. And they really share that in their personality, you know, the know-it-all. But there is a lot of vast knowing in blue hand, and so you could have a blue hand wave spell where suddenly you just have a lot of certainty. Not suddenly, but that that's the gift of the time. It's just like, okay, that's what's going on. Got it. I am guided by this wave spell, so don't forget that you are also guided by a tribe and that on the days that arise and then the wave spell, once a Zulkin, you can learn a lot about both what leads you in life and in the time of the wave spell, you can just get 13 days of guidance. I mean, I'm just learning about pain and pain relief right now. Okay, let's flip over to the crystal tone, although I just I told you, well, if I'm going to podcast again, you're probably going to notice that I don't have as many dense ideas that I'm going to distill uh, one episode's density over two episodes and there'll be more fluff. Because the crystal moon, which is now in its third week, which is, can be the most potent or there can be the most like churning upheaval in the third week in the West from day 15 to 22. 21, 15 to 21. Somehow that's seven days. It's from now until Sunday, and then we'll start our final week on Monday. Uh, I mean, is everyone falling into agreement? I don't... I mean, I have to reflect on this. The first thing I would say, or remind you from last few episodes is that it is a collective time. So things are happening collectively. And I guess you could trust that what's happening for you in your head and in your inclinations right now, it's connected to, you know, maybe not the totality of all of humanity, but a whole bunch of people, you know, millions of people. Because, yeah, we're moving in a universal way. That's one of the descriptors. It's, it's a universalization right now. So I know that my feelings and experiences are redundant of the culture because I'm a massive empath. So lots of the time when I'm having an idea or I'm having a feeling or a reaction, you know, of some feeling state where I'm like, ah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, it's not coming from inside. Like I'm reacting something outside. I know that I'm sort of embodying or conscious of what a lot of people are going through. You know, it's not separate. And the crystal tone is all of that. 
really pointedly for the passage of a day or a moon or a year. And so right now, I think if I'm having a hard time getting traction in the headlines of the New York Times, then I'll bet that's true of a lot of people. And if I'm really clear that a recession is coming, I don't know that I actually have objective clarity as much as just um, enough anxiety that I'm acting on it. I'm acting like my anxiety or, you know, my fear or expectation about the downturn in the economy. I have so much conviction behind that, that I'm acting on it. I'm looking for a way through the future where I will be stable financially um, that's going to have to be different than how I've been stable for the past few years. I think that that is just completely me in the flow, in the flood zone of what's happening in the U.S. and beyond. I don't think it's an original idea or feeling state. So you can check and see. Those are a couple of examples. Um, what What is your version of being cooperative, meaning you operate with others, you're not a solo flyer, that you're not a lone wolf, that right now you're doing what other people are doing because we're doing something together and that's how we finish cycles in, in the Mayan time. I mean, what's another version? I mean, dealing with gas prices. Like as boring as that sounds or comical to others who are more erudite, like now everyone's talking about gas. It's just kind of interesting that everyone is talking about gas. Not all the time, but everyone is talking about gas. I mean, even people that can afford the change, it's just, it's the collective and it's boring on that level. It's kind of shocking and alarming and has all its tendrils and other talks like from, you know, we need to use less gas, period, too. We need to find more gas. Bigger cars need to stop, blah, blah, blah. Like, there are all these ways you can embellish, but the collective sentiment is just like, what the fuck? So I don't think that's the most interesting diagnosis of the Mayan teachings on the crystal tone, but sometimes I just have to look at the details because... I'm really clear after years and years of experiential calendar exposure, I'm really clear on the big picture stuff, you know, not crystal clear as it were, not always, but like I I have wrapped my head around the crystal tone, my father's crystal. I get it when I look at him. He's just always inclined basically to cooperate and he puts up a big patriarchal fight and mansplains the hell out of shit. It makes you feel like he doesn't agree with you and that he's not going to do what you want. And then it is just a waiting game. In the end, he's not a pushover. He's just cooperative. He wants resolution. And he will give from, you know, he doesn't have a line in the sand that he won't cross. He doesn't go all the way over to the other side. He's he's not a pushover. But nor does he, you know, sit on his pile of acquisitions and refuse to share because we use or Jose Arguelles came up with these sort of highfalutin terms for these tones, but 
to cooperate is also sharing. And what's happening right now is that the wave broke and everything we kind of accomplished or amassed in our steady climb of kind of creating the mountain of uh, the 10 stages, the 10 first stages of a wave spell is building a mountain or climbing a mountain. It's something that makes us feel like we're on top of, uh, I mean, I want to say the world, on top of some amassed, on top of a mass. I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's not just a watery mass because the Himalaya are also the peak of a wave. So you can feel a solidity beneath you when you climb these waves in the wave spell, but the teaching is always that the spectral tone kicks you off that mountaintop and returns you to earth. And if you thought you owned or built something from how much you grew and how much more you could see uh, over the 10 stages of the wave spell, when you get to the 11th, you just, you lose your vision because you're falling and tumbling. Uh, you lose your orientation and you lose control because you're going to let go. Your motor skills will make you let go in the spectral undoing. And we love that. You know, you let go of your sense of ownership over anything you were given or anything you fought for, anything you learned. Fighting and learning and receiving are great acts. But, uh, you know, we're just transitory on this earth and the wave spells remind us of that. Like, well, you did great, but now you're going to let go, tumble back down. And in the process of letting go of everything you built, as it were, as you feel that you might have, uh, you are sharing. And that's what the crystal tone represents. Just the spillage of everyone's accomplishment, intermingling, and you kind of just you find that you are also benefiting from the spillage. And I think that's what my dad's basic life sentiment is, is that he doesn't need to grab up everyone else's stuff. You know, he has a lot of stuff and he used to be very, um, I mean, he wasn't free with the things that he had accomplished. He had a grip on things, but over his life, when he got a guru in India, he became totally capable of letting things like fall through his hands. And suddenly, seriously, my dad became able to pick up what other people were offering him. So when his hands were full in a kind of grabby way, materially or uh, for self uh, protection, you know, meaning like, I got to have what I got to have because I need it. When he got past that, he suddenly became more uh, able to connect with me and others in his family because his hands weren't holding tight. They had room for more things to, you know, be held in them. Um, and the last thing I'll say about that is just that, you know, I just picked up and left where I live at the beginning of this moon. I mean, it was actually last week, but it was just like a complete innate impulse for me that I was going to go see my dad in the crystal moon. Didn't even know until I was, you know, in his house for a couple of days, like, oh, duh, this was me. 
in the crystal moon just reoriented to being closer to where he is. And uh, I probably will still be podcasting when, you know, I have to make it through the passage of, of him not being here when the crystal moon arrives. I mean, he's got years to go, but I've been podcasting for years. I'll probably still be podcasting when I have to make that transition after he does. So let's just quickly notice what's coming up over the next couple of days. Uh, we're going to walk into uh, tomorrow's a white, white self-existing dog. And it's just a day of uh, celebrating love and heart and loyalty and the form of the day, the form of service that we can take and the day is love. And I guess I'm just looking to see, hopefully that will be like finding out that our heart is strong and our connections are full of loyalty or we find out that our heart is not in great health and we have to use the white dog moment stop, slow down, and, and try to get healthy in our heart. That could be part of the healing of this blue hand time. That's Friday, the 17th of June. And then Saturday's Blue Overtone Monkey. Just want to mention that in case you're listening on a Saturday. I am the exact guide on Saturday. And I'm, I'm going to just put it out there that if you ever wanted a reading from me, I will make time on Saturday because... I'm the guide and it will rock. It's like sure, certain, um, effective spiritual slash clairvoyant slash Mayan teaching guidance. So you can always reach out to me if that sounds fun. There's descriptions of what I do for readings on my website, resonanttruth.com. I am Lisa Starr, I am another yourself, and in my end we say, in my cash.